Let's get your book published, sharing the truth while giving you tips, tricks, and secrets about the publishing industry with your host, Nicole Gabriel. Hey guys, Nicole Gabriel here. I'm the host of the Let's Get Your Book Published show and happy to be here with you today. Many times I write my podcast between clients. I'm busy in my head analyzing what the week has brought me and what I have both learned and shared with each client I've worked with. It has been a surprisingly quiet week so far and a rather unusual one, but a nice time to back up and engage in some strategic thinking, reworking old systems, organizing, and thinking. I honestly don't get many weeks like this. I've had a bit more new client engagement in the last few weeks than usual. And I suppose when we have little trends that hit our business, we ask what is working and what isn't. So I'm thankful for all the new areas I've been stretched into this week. It's always a gift to talk with hopeful new authors, both to find out what they are working on and what inspires them, as well as to learn and test my system and knowledge. As a book coach and designer, I'm required to shift in and out of topics and projects at a moment's notice as each new client comes in. I just worked with a client on a baseball novel and now finishing up with a Fortune 500 coach. The variation is so much fun. What I love the most about what I do is learning what my clients do. And the diversity is always something that spans across topics, genres, and backgrounds. It's the one thing I love most about my work, working with movers and shakers, game changers, industry leaders, and big thinkers. But one of the themes I've noticed this week is a bit of confusion on what a book manuscript actually looks like. Sometimes we just have to pare things back and talk about the basics. So let's see if I can use our time here to clear up any confusion you might have as well. The manuscript, how is it formatted and laid out and what specifically is the content that should be there? What is an ideal word count and how do chapters and other sections look in the final product? Is it one document or one for each chapter. When you've been doing this a while, sometimes you lose track of the kinds of things people want to know when they've never written a book before. I often tell myself it's time to write my next book so that I can refresh my memory and keep fresh eyes on trends in the industry, as well as talent. I have a few great editors I've worked with over the years, but I've often thought I'd like to add another to my list and the best way to vet someone out is to actually write a book myself. I have a few books in me, and whenever I've had a lull in my workday, it's always the first place my mind goes. Oh yeah, I have time to write my next book. So, I've been noodling on one for a while. I'm still working through exactly how I'd like to frame it. Once I get going on it, perhaps I'll share with you how my thinking works as I pull it all together. Although I'm sort of one of those free spirit writers that gets an urge, then the fingers don't stop going on my keyboard. I always know when the urge is too great to stop, it's time to write. But what exactly does a book manuscript actually look like? 
This week's phone calls with potential new clients that had already begun working on their manuscript to reel things back in and get back to basics. They asked for a few thoughts on where they go from here. Of course, I always like to work with clients well before they start writing, but I know it's pretty common to talk with a coach when you know you actually have some content and you feel pretty confident you really can make a book a reality first. These clients had what I'd call the meat of their content defined, but they were extremely light on word count and also needed a little help framing things in. So what do I mean by that? They didn't have openings or closings to their content, and they weren't necessarily talking to a particular target audience. There wasn't a real engagement or a dialogue happening with the reader. I also was left wondering what they were trying to do with their book. Was there a point to writing it? And what was it? You see, sometimes you have to hold hands with a reader. It's kind of like a first date, right? Since there wasn't an alluring engagement with me as the reader, I was left wondering what I'm supposed to do now. What kind of relationship do you want with me? What are they offering me in exchange for my investment in time? I'm not sure if they are respecting my intelligence or they are pushing an agenda. Nothing set me up for expectations, so I might immediately disengage. As a reader, we want to know before we begin what our benefit would be. Are we going to be taught or entertained? How is this partnership with reader and writer going to work? With each client, we chatted about what they are doing in their life and how a book fits into that. So as a coach, when I dive into the content after the discussion, I can either see how it aligns with a particular narrative or it doesn't. If an argument is being made, does what I'm reading help me buy into the narrative? If a story is being told, then is it entertaining and engaging to hold my attention? With the clients I spoke to, I wasn't readily able to see what was expected of me as the reader. I wasn't real clear on what was being offered to me. I was being told to pay attention, but not why. I wasn't told who was telling me the story, their background, and why I should trust them. When you're writing, you need to talk to your reader like you're having a conversation. If I asked you, what is your book about? You should be able to sum that up pretty quickly and tell me in a sentence or maybe two. But if I gave you just a few seconds to catch my attention, then how would you do that with your book? Now that you have a reader's attention, then how do you hold it? You always need to begin your book with engaging content and keep going to draw the reader into what you are promising to deliver. Then tell the reader what you plan to deliver and why you are the person to do that. What makes you the expert? There should always be an opening dialogue explaining the journey that you are about to take them on. Tell the reader why you broke the book into sections and why you chose the structure for explaining your content. Make a statement, then provide validation. Tell them the value you will provide, then tell them why that's meaningful to them. I'd like to tell you about each client I talked to recently, but I will respect a certain level of privacy. 
but I will give you a 30,000 foot view of what's going on with a few manuscripts I reviewed and the authors writing them. One author had numerous quotes presented in a book about different thinking, but I wasn't sure what the objective was in the thinking. Was it simply to make the reader think? Was it to introduce a new way of thinking? Was there a reason to change the thinking that I already had because some of us might argue we like the way that we think? I could sum it up as I didn't know who was teaching me to think this new way or why I would care to. But this doesn't mean what was written was terrible. It just means some of the things needed to be explained or summarized differently. As I always say, there is an opportunity to showcase a message that can leverage the door open into new business engagements when you use the book to market what's next for the author. Another author I spoke to was a retired auto exec and wanted to write about the success and failures of the brand they worked on. But again, I was not told why I care to know this. The target market wasn't clearly defined or spoken to. Was this for enthusiasts of the brand? And was the goal to be a coffee table book or a book to promote some kind of action for future enhancements of the brand or the industry? Again, a well-written book, but I wasn't sure what value it was providing me. I suggested the author utilize the book and others to come as an opportunity to leave a legacy showcasing from an insider's perspective, how to turn around a brand or a company acknowledging the failures and how they could be learned from to push forward into redefining the American automotive industry into the future. This is where there is a brilliant opportunity to not just leave a legacy, but to open a door as a subject matter expert to speak on all automotive senior boards as an expert and to even get paid for doing it. At the very least, a great opportunity to book a few speaking gigs and sell books. So much opportunity available here if seized appropriately. What I love about speaking to new potential authors is that I see how well my system can be leveraged in any industry for any book topic. I also see how well-packaged my offer is. I learn where I fall short or excel in the presentation of my offer. You see, I just did a podcast, the episode before this. In this episode, I acknowledge the literary agent and the systems they are a part of. I know that on the surface, I'm not going to give you all the glam, but I am confident of one thing. I can get you a comparable, if not better, result. But how I convey that may fall short. I understand that because it's me, myself, and I, that I can only present some of that image, and they have an entire team that puts their face on. So with each potential new client, I learn what it is that the new author is seeking. What are the stumbling blocks that keep them from moving over the threshold from concept to finished product? Much of the time, it's one of these limiting beliefs, we will call these the top 10 limiting beliefs, that stop a would-be author. 
Number one, I don't know if what I have is good enough. Two, I don't know what the steps are or who I can trust to teach me. Three, I don't know how to format a manuscript. Four, I don't know how to drum up content or if I have enough to make a book. Five, I don't know how to market or sell my book. Six, I don't know who would buy my book. Seven, I'm worried what people will think of me. Eight, I am not talented. Nine, I don't have the time. Ten, I'm worried about the cost. All of these obstacles can be easily overcome with a little guidance and with enough passion and drive, we can easily get you over the finish line and completing your book in no time. But since this podcast is all about how your manuscript looks, let's get going on that. The way you structure your manuscript will get you over the finish line with clarity and purpose. So let's begin with a few questions and answers. Question, do I need a special program or software? Answer, no, you just need Microsoft Word. Question, do I put the entire manuscript in one document file or does each chapter go in its own file? For some reason, this is a common question, but one continuous Word document with simple bolding or page breaks for each chapter is perfect. Question, do I need to do special formatting or add page numbers or a contents page? The simpler, the better, no. In fact, it's far easier for a designer if none of this is there. Question, do I use track changes? The editor will use track changes with you to knock out the corrections, but you don't want to send this format over to the designer. All track changes should be accepted first. Question, what do I provide to the typesetter or interior book designer? You never send anything to layout that it isn't 100%. You're just wasting your time and the designer's time if you do. If you are awaiting a foreword or a testimonial, it's best to complete the manuscript, then send the final Word document over to the designer. Be sure that all special marks, track changes, and formatting are removed. Question. Can the interior designer give me my original Word document back? This is a common question, but no. Once it's handed off to the designer, it no longer exists in Word format. It now gets imported into the designer's layout program. This is likely in design, and they can export it into common formats like a PDF or HTML or any other image file, but never back into Word. The greatest thing that you can do for yourself is to create content that aligns with your message and present it in a usable and functional order for everything that you do outside of your book. Are you someone that speaks on stage or is that a goal you have after you produce your book? You don't have to recreate the wheel with what you do on stage and the content in your book. 
Of course, you want to give surprises and additional dynamic and audience-specific content while you're on the stage, but use the book to do the legwork for the structure of your content. A book is a really great opportunity to flesh out all the stories you might share on the stage. Perhaps you can break it up into sections that make sense for your speaking topics. But remember that both your book and the content of your speech has to be geared towards something that is ultimately income generating. Let me explain why. In my case, I wrote my first book, Finding Your Inner Truth, about so many wowza and amazing experiences that happened to me over a period of time. When I was first writing it, I knew that I had to tell these stories and that they had to come out of me. I seriously couldn't even hold them back when it was finally time to give birth. I had been pregnant with ideas and stories for some 10 years. But as an inexperienced speaker and author, I had no thoughts whatsoever on what would manifest from what I wrote. I honestly really didn't even care. My stories had to be told no matter the outcome. But I also suspected there would be at least one other book to come later, and whatever I learned after birthing the first one would be corrected in writing the second one. But the second book was another that birthed out of me so quickly that today I'm still not entirely sure what's in it. I actually sometimes open it up and think, I wrote that? I believe most of it came in a kind of channeled manner. I remember sitting down and saying, okay, God, let's write. And there really wasn't much editing or time working over the material, and I really had no additional thoughts about how I could use the content. My third book was much the same. But by the time I reached my fourth book, I knew that I had to write material that I would leverage in my every day. I learned that this was the most optimal way to teach my clients to write. I also knew that some would come in a bit novice like me and just feel compelled to write, and that was fine too. But for more advanced and aware authors, I would challenge you how you still tell your story but contour the content so that it's leverageable for every single touch point you have in your personal and business life. This would begin to set the foundation or the platform in which you engage others. Of course, not all books are written to become income generators, but it's honestly got to be something you're thinking about when you are no longer concerned with just telling a story, but you're looking to create a lasting impact with your message. If I were using my first three books to take a stage, I would have to know that I would not speak at corporate functions because the topics would clearly not fit that environment. So if I plan to use my book to speak, then I have to align with my audience and know where I can find them to get in front of them. Knowing how you serve your audience is part of the key in writing your content. When it comes down to it, Every author has some level of engagement with an audience because it's the nature of the industry. You're going to write your story, then you're going to repeatedly speak your story over and over and over. So if you've done your homework, then your message will align with your passion and your life purpose. So one can quickly see that this should also align with how you earn your income for your greatest impact. 
Before we close things up, I want you to really think about this. Is what you're doing daily living passionately through you? Does it fill you with joy? If it isn't, then you can also use your book to better align you. You can also make a plan to write at variable intervals in your personal or professional life, maybe leading to a series of books with some particular end goal in mind. Myself, I've written about all the things I love, my spiritual quest to live within my highest and greatest truth, my love of my canine companions, health, wellness, and nutrition, and of course, all things book publishing. I do believe my next book will be a greater dive into living and loving consciously. I'm even thinking it will be a vegan cookbook, as so many of my friends have requested this for years. So when it comes to writing your manuscript, don't worry so much about how the formatting looks, as this is part of the reason why you hire professionals to help you. But do know that no one on your book team knows your passions or your why. It's your job to do the heavy lifting here. I'm happy to coach you through identifying the key points to get you started on your journey. I do offer a complimentary interview to see how we can align you with your purpose-driven passion and get you on your way to becoming an author. I'm not one of these big systems with a script. I'm an intuitive coach that will listen to your ideas and help you define your how and align you with your why. Keep listening and please let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to cover. We do appreciate your positive reviews and comments wherever you listen to our podcast. Thanks for joining me here today. May you be well. Wishing you peace, love, and light. Check out our online book publishing program join our email list, or earn a great income by signing up for our affiliate referral program over on our Let's Get Your Book Published.com page.